This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Dalvin Cook. That's what he can do. There he goes. Dalvin Cook. All the way in for a Viking touchdown. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. I feel like we have a lot of questions about the Minnesota Vikings with very few answers. And a lot of those questions came to the forefront over the weekend, and it started uh, on Friday as some sports books were taking down NFC North futures because of all the rumors circulating throughout Vegas and the rest of the country about Aaron Rodgers potentially retiring. Because if Rodgers is out, now we're probably taking a pass on the Packers well, which team do we bet on to win the NFC North? And I think that is still a question. I'm not quite sure. Is there this gap between the Vikings and the Bears? Well, let's talk about it with Paul Charchin. He's our Vikings expert today. He's terrific on fantasy football as well, so we'll get into that. Uh, Paul Charchin on Twitter. You hear him on KFAN in the Minnesota area. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, Joe. Nice to talk to you. And yeah, this is a. I think I think anybody who is evaluating the Vikings for 2021 and is still thinking about 2020 doesn't realize how many changes uh, this this team has uh, undergone in the off season, and it's probably not getting a great read on, on the Vikings. All right, well, uh, break some of those down because I, I do hear a lot of NFL analysts say that this Vikings defense is going to be much better than what we saw a year ago. Uh, what were some of those changes, and are all of them going to be improvements? Yeah, I, almost all of them are improvements. Two-thirds of the starting defense will be new from last year. Uh, the key additions were uh, an interior rusher named Michael Pierce, who was their big offseason signing last year, but who opted out for COVID, so they get a big nose tackle back to stop the run. They didn't have their best pass rusher all of last year, Daniil Hunter, who was lost due to a neck injury. He's back and healthy. They have a new, a new starting quarterback in Patrick Peterson, who all of your, all of your listeners are, are aware of. They have a new starting safety in Xavier Woods. And they brought back a, uh, a familiar name at, as their slot corner, Mackenzie Alexander, who had been great with Mike Zimmer for the first four or five years of his career before leaving last year in free agency, washed out in Cincinnati, wasn't a great fit. He comes back to Mike Zimmer. We think he'll be effective there. And, and Brashad Breland, who's, who's got Super Bowl pedigree at cornerback, is, uh, is another potential starter. Sheldon Richardson, another big-name player, joins the defensive line. So... It's it is a it's a massively overhauled defense that really is is ideally suited for for Mike Zimmer what he does best and so that I believe I'm, I'm with most people I believe this is going to be a Viking defense that's a lot closer to the, the top ten style defenses that we've seen throughout Mike Zimmer's tenure other than last year. 
Paul, the other side of the ball, we, we, we imagine the defense will be better because Mike Zimmer rarely has bad defenses. The other side of the ball has some players. Kirk Cousins has been an NFL quarterback for a long time. He's a pretty good one. Obviously, they have some weapons there on the outside, a great running back in Dalvin Cook. But give us the latest on the story. Rick Dennison, he is out, offensive line coach, run game quarter. Do you think that will play a big role? We know how much the run game really sets up everything in the Vikings offense. Is this a big deal that Rick is out now? Story came out over the weekend, or, or is this something they'll be able to overcome? Yeah, it kind of is a big deal. This is a team that has churned offensive coordinators for five straight years. And so there's been very little coaching continuity. Dennison's been there for a while. His roles have changed between offensive lines and, and running backs. Um, and really, they, and they're trying, in the middle of trying to, to switch from a traditional blocking scheme to his own blocking scheme, a, a, a system that they started uh, two seasons ago and is still relatively new to this team. So it's, it's kind of a big loss, and I, I don't want to undersell what, what this could mean. And, and this team's got presumably two rookies that are going to start on the offensive line. And so losing the you know, coach that obviously knew you, liked you enough to help uh, be a part of the decision to draft that player, and now you roll into training camp with somebody new is, is potentially, uh, potentially a, a problem for this team. So, yeah, and now if the door isn't completely shut yet, it sounds like the teams are working on trying to find some way that they can still keep him involved, and, and hopefully they can. I, I, don't, I don't like this kind of change, particularly on a young, inexperienced line. With Paul Charchian at Paul Charchian on Twitter, you hear him on KFAN up in Minneapolis, Chief Execution Officer at guillotineleagues.com. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Paul, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the market of first coach fired and just looking at his tenure, yeah. the up and down seasons. I thought that uh, Mike Zimmer at 10 to 1 was a pretty solid bet. Could be a rough start to the season. Uh, would you bet first coach fired Mike Zimmer? I think the Vikings find their way to 10 wins, so I don't think so. But the thing you have correctly illuminated is a pretty brutal start to the season for the Minnesota Vikings. And, I, and if you if you just feel like somebody might go in, in the first, like, five weeks, well, you know, there's an angle for you. They're, they start two games on the road. They get Joe Burrow at Cincinnati, which feels reasonably winnable. But then at Arizona is tricky. Then they go uh, Seattle to Seattle, which is probably a loss. And then they uh, then they host Cleveland. That's probably a loss. They get uh, Detroit. That could be a win. And at Carolina, if they don't if they don't pick up wins there, maybe. But you know, mostly I, I think Zimmer's pretty safe. And this has been a front office that real or an ownership group that has not made many um, real in season changes, uh, other than like you know dead man walking at the very end of the year. So I. I don't. I don't think he's as likely as say you know, Mike McCarthy, who feels like that thing could go upside down at, at any moment. Paul NFC North. You know, there, there's some speculation out there that maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to just say, you know what, I'm, I'm hanging it up, really, just just retire. Yeah. If he did, would you set the Vikings as the favorite to win this division, or or do you think this is more wide open? You know, Joe was talking earlier in the show about how the Bears probably right there. With the Vikings, I think the betting favorite would become the Vikings if Rodgers went out. How do you view the NFC North? Let's just pretend we live in a world where Aaron Rodgers exits the division. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Vikings would be the betting favorite, but it, I think it's more a reflection of, uh, of a Chicago a team that seems to be in a lot of flux right now and the Lions that are not even relevant as they start their 93rd rebuild. And, and so I, I don't think the, I don't think the, it would be as, <laughs> as really a reflection of a great Vikings team, but 
you know, Chicago, I can't tell you the quarterback's going to be in week one, week four, week eight. And that, you know, that says a lot. At some point, they're going to try to break in a new quarterback who many people feel like ideally would sit on the bench all year. So I just, I don't know that you can, do you really want to back Andy? Do you want Andy Dalton on your ticket? That's all I would put it with, with Chicago's. Do you want to put your hard earned money on a, on a ticket that might have Andy Dalton starting 10, 12, 17 games? That doesn't interest me a lot. Boy, if he's starting 12, 10, 12 games, they better be in first place in the NFC North. (laughs) You would hope so. Right. But what if Justin Fields just isn't ready? You know, what yeah. if what if Dalton is just like the guy he was last year, which is like just good enough to lose a lot of games? And but they're looking at Fields in practice and they're seeing what he does. And he's just not ready, and they got to keep rolling out Dalton longer than anybody wants us to. Uh, and then you got this older defense. Um, you know, they they lost their best cornerback in the offseason. Chicago just. It, it feels like they're a year away from being a contender, and that year away is when Justin Fields is ready to start seventeen games. Sure, I understand that. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Andy Dalton is going to be starting week one. After that, I have no idea, and, and that's that's tough to bet on. Uh, what about the number one question that you're going to be getting over the next month and a half? Come on, Charge, give me a sleeper. Give me a sleeper. And we can uh, put this in sports betting, too. Maybe uh, someone that would shock people to be the passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards leader at the end of the season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm going to give, well, I'll start by giving you just a, 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 a fantasy sleeper, my favorite fantasy sleeper for the year. And it's not as, it's not necessarily as bettable, uh, but it's Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is part of a one, two punch. Uh, we, we know because long history that he's going to get as much run in that, in that, in that backfield as JK Dobbins, JK Dobbins is going in the third round of fantasy drafts. Gus Edwards who gets goal line carries all the time is going nine rounds later getting just as much work and the goal line work. And you roll all that together, you're like, geez, this is what a steal this is. So I, I think there's there is a lot of reasons um, to really like uh, to really like Gus Edwards as as a sleeper. And then if I were to go to um, some of the awards like you know MVP or offensive player of the year, these are you know eminently eminently bettable. Um, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a couple of guys that I think that I think makes sense and, and maybe even a sleeper. I got, I've also got, I got offensive rookie of the year for you. We can go a lot of, we can go a lot of directions on this thing. L- lay it on us, Paul. Rookie of the year. Okay, yeah. great. So let's do offensive rookie of the year. So when, unlike, uh, unlike a lot of other awards, this is usually a running back award. And a lot of people love Kyle Pitts here, but for offensive rookie of the year, a tight end hasn't won that since Mike Ditka in 1961. So if we're just going to set Kyle Pitts aside for a minute, and there's a lot of reason to worry about that, by the way, uh, and just one more thing on Kyle Pitts. Average season for a rookie first-round tight end over the last two decades is this. 30 catches for 350 yards and two touchdowns. That's the average first-round rookie 
production on the air. And that's why Kyle Pitts is out for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Trevor Lawrence is just plus 300. That, to me, is not a bettable number. I mean, for the love of God, Patrick Mahomes is plus 600. That, so to win MVP, and I'm so I'm not taking I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence at plus three hundred. How about Trey Lance sitting at plus eight hundred? He walks into the NFL's best offensive coach, Kyle Shanahan, elite receiving weapons, and George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. His offensive line gained Alex Mack at center and retained left tackle Trent Williams, who's awesome, and a little bit like Lamar Jackson, who is great. He's got the highlight machine built into him. Trey Lance does with the deep passing and the running ability. And those highlights help you win that award. So I think Trey Lance is the is a great value at plus eight hundred. Mm. Not Trey Sermon, huh? <laughs> no, I am total. I am totally out on Trey Sermon. Really? Why is that? Yes, I just I just think he's I think he is an average NFL running back. When I just look at his game in college, I go, okay, what does Trey Sermon do really well? What's the standout thing that's going to make him succeed at the NFL? What's the one trait that's going to that's gonna elevate him above the players around him? I, I, I can't find it on tape. I can't find it. And he heads into a San Francisco running back rotation that's, that always distributes the ball to I three know. guys, four guys. And they're just, they're, he's just not going to get the ball anywhere near enough to win that award. You have to have the ball in your hands a ton to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Paul Charchian, at Paul Charchian on Twitter. Paul, thanks for the Vikings information, fantasy football as well. I uh, hope we can do it again, all right? Joe, it's been uh, it's been a ton of fun. Joe, Joe, we'll talk again soon, I hope. Yes, absolutely. That is Paul Charchian. Terrific information from him. And we're going to line them up the day in Major League Baseball next on the BetQL Network.